reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. One question we could ask the gospel readings today is how to relate as Christians to people with a non-Christian lifestyle or worldview. I think this is a relevant question, but because I imagine that at least for you, you might interact with a lot of people who might have different worldviews than to the Christian worldview. I kind of live in a Christian bubble. Today I was here had three masses, I live with Father Juan Pablo, we pray together, but most of you might work, live, be related to a lot of non-Christians. And this gospel tells us that Jesus begins a journey from the north of Israel, from Galilee to the south, to Jerusalem. The goal of that journey is to enter Jerusalem and to be taken up basically his death and resurrection and ascension. But on his way there, he has to go through Samaria. And as you know, Samaritans and the Jewish people, they did not get well, they did not get along. It will be long to explain. But basically, when Jesus sends messengers, they don't welcome them. The Samaritans, because they know that the destination is Jerusalem, they say, no way, you won't come here. So this relationship between Jesus and his disciples and the Samaritans can help us understand better the relationships of us, Christians or Catholics, and non-believers. There are, if you want, three ways of relating or three kind of groups we could say, like three ways of relating to non-Christians. One 
will be to emphasize the truth and forsake love. So to emphasize truth but without love. And this, if you want, is what James and John kind of exemplified. Before the non-welcoming attitude of the Samaritans, James and John say, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? This is awesome. Like, the gospel, not what they say, but they are so powerful, the gospels. So, this is the first way to relate to non-believers. Let's consume them. Fire, fall down and eliminate the problem. But that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus says, he turns, he rebukes them. No way, guys. That's not my way. And he continues his way through an our village. The second possibility would be to love without truth. Although that's not really to love. So we could say, okay, the Samaritans, they don't receive us. But that's fine. After all, we have our own journey. They have their own journey. As far as we don't bother each other, just let them at peace. Many times we are accused as Christians of being judgmental, or we say you need to be nice, you need to be welcoming. And it's true, you need to be nice, and you need to be welcoming, and you should not be judgmental as Christian. But we need to be careful of not bending the truth. So it should be, and this is a third way, what Paul calls in Ephesians 4.15, to live the truth in love. This is the way of Jesus. It's not an all or nothing alternative. Jesus always received people with compassion. He always welcomed people. But when they were ready, he called them to a higher standard of living. Think of the adulterous woman in John 8. People are condemning her. They want to stone her. He receives her. He loves her. He sees her wounds and he welcomes her. But then, before she leaves, he says, go in peace and sin no more. And I think this is the way we should live. In this third way, this third path, to be Christians in the midst of the world and to live the truth in love. And we might all have Samaritans who don't welcome us, who think in a different way than us. There are three ingredients we see in the life of Christ to live the truth in love. The first one is, as I was saying, compassion versus anger. James and John, they chose the way of anger. They called down fire from heaven. But Jesus never chose that way. He always welcomes and has compassion on people. And I don't think any of you will have this way of being in a pure form. I don't think before a non-Christian you will say, Lord, send fire from heaven. But you might have inclinations of anger. When people say things that really go against your way of thinking, they might push your bottoms and get angry. On Easter Sunday, this guy was a young man, was maybe his first or second mass at St. Michael's. We begin to chat after mass, and 
just for the sake of connection, I asked him, hey, what do you do for work? And he says, oh, Father, I work in a, in a nightclub in, in Portland. He says, I said, hmm, interesting. No, like, I didn't know how to continue the conversation. <laughs> but I found that that's a good word to say when someone maybe you disagree and maybe what they're saying is very different to your Christian worldview. Just say, interesting. And in a way, <laughs> you gain energy and you gain your peace. But that's the first thing we see in Jesus. He's compassionate always. He sees why people are like that. He might see the wounds they bring. And many of you, you might have received a lot of Christian education. Maybe you were raised Catholics. But many people were not that way. So you, you need to be compassionate. The second element or ingredient of the third way, the truth in love, is to have conviction. So it's true that we should have compassion, but also it's true that we should not be confused when people think in a different way. And I think the different worldviews, they help us grow in our inner convictions. When Jesus was rejected by the Samaritans, when he was not welcomed by them, he chose again to go to Jerusalem. The gospel says that he resolutely determined. He had this strong resolution to go to Jerusalem. So when he was rejected or people think in a different way than him, he chose what he believed in a stronger way. And I think that's what we should do many times. Many times we will live, think, talk with people who will differ with your Christian mentality. And it's not so easy not to get confused. It's not so easy not to bend the truth when you begin to coexist with people who are not Christians. And this goes back to the early church. Look what Paul says in the letter to the Ephesians. Be no longer infants, tossed by waves and swept along by every wind of teaching arising from human trickery, rather living the truth in love. Be no longer infant, had a mature mentality. And this image is powerful, tossed by the waves of every wind of teaching arising from human trickery. That's a powerful image. When you begin to see many different worldviews, many different lifestyles that maybe oppose Christianity, it can be like a wave that tosses you, that moves you, that shakes you, that maybe leads you to think in a different way. So we need to combine compassion with inner conviction. Something that I do is I try to enter into dialogue from a place of truth. So when I see different understandings of morality, of religion, of life, that don't come from a Christian background, I try to rediscover or answer through Christian lenses. For example, the vision that Islam has of God, the notion of submission to Allah. It helped me understand or 
see what is the beauty of having God as a father with whom you have an intimate relationship. Or when we speak about gender ideology or all the conflicting visions of marriage that we face today, that helps me see and rediscover the beauty of God's plan for sexuality, what JP2 calls the theology of the body. So that's the second really important element of the way of Christ. Compassion, but also conviction. And this we really need today. We really need Catholics who truly believe in the revealed aspect of the truth. We really need Catholics that are imbued in the truth of the gospel. Think of the truth of Christ like water. And many of you are Portlanders and you walk with gallons of water to stay hydrated. Think of the truth of Christ as something you drink and you are permeated by it. That was Jesus. He had deep compassion, but also deep conviction. And he was not tossed by the winds of other teachings. The final ingredient is to challenge others. Christ has compassion, he has conviction, and many times also he calls for change. That's if you want is also to live the truth in love, to lead us to, a right, to rise to a higher standard of morality. If you think of the Samaritans, it's true that they did not convert that day. It's true that Jesus did not go now because they were not ready. Maybe it was not the time. But then he will go to them. Before ascending, Jesus says to the disciples, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and the ends of the world. You will be my witnesses. Go to Samaria. Now they are ready. I think this is the art of being a Christian, when to speak and when not to speak. When people are open, sometimes we need to challenge them and invite them to a higher standard of life. I just met this guy, this homeless man. He comes almost every week, and one day we met at my office. He could not, unfortunately, take a shower for a long time, no? And he started coming to Mass, pray every day, but he would really, and I don't say this in an offensive way, but he would really smell so at first, I didn't have a connection with him. I was afraid of saying, hey, you should take a shower. But then, after being with him for a while, one day he came in, and it was really bad. <laughs> and I called him and said, hey, you should take a shower. And this is where you can go. And he really appreciated my call to change. <laughs> Last week, he came in to church. He was super clean. And he was like with a new shirt. And I said, hey, you look great. And then we now have an even deeper relationship. I could not have done that at the beginning. But once I gained confidence, I could call and challenge him. This is a silly example, but 
more important elements of life, sometimes we need to challenge people. And that's what Jesus did. He receives with compassion and mercy. He has this inner conviction. And many times he calls to a higher standard. So maybe this week, as you interact with whatever Samaritan or unbeliever, don't get angry. See what of these seas applies to you in that situation. Maybe you need more compassion. Maybe you need more conviction. Maybe you need to challenge.